Hey guys, this is future Eva hopping on to let you know that in the editing process, I ended up losing like three minutes of audio. So after the whole Alexa situation, um, it like is going to jump. I don't even remember what I was talking about in those three minutes. You guys know I can say a lot in three minutes, so I'm sure it was all valuable and there's literally no way for me to recover it. So just FYI and yeah, let's just get into this episode. Hey guys, it's Eva and I'm here with a new episode. I'm currently binging the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you are listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button or whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take a few extra seconds, rate, subscribe, comment, all that stuff is greatly appreciated. Let's get into this. If you clicked on this, that is because we are discussing a monumentous it's not even a word we're discussing a monumental moment we are discussing the series finale of the 100 now it's been seven seasons 100 episodes and a lot has happened in those seven seasons i was reading an article and it was talking about like the first season, how it was in 2014. I was like, oh my gosh, that was so long ago. And just looking at where we started with this series and how we ended things, complete night and day. I also was sitting here and I was like trying to remember, did I, because I'm pretty sure I was podcasting around that time. Um, I was doing the Glam Deets podcast. And I was like, I'm pretty sure you can find those earlier episodes of me discussing those um early seasons of the 100 because I've always talked about this show it's been one of my favorite shows to watch and to discuss hence why we are doing an entire episode on the series finale um and I don't know I think there's a lot to get into there will be spoilers I'm hoping if you even clicked on this episode that you have watched every single season of the 100 and watched this entire season of the 100 and usually for series finales it kind it kind of varies I try to stick to everything that happened mostly in the final episode but for the season in general and then I will sometimes reference things that happened previously in other seasons so putting that out there there are spoilers that the show is a show of spoilers so (laughs) there is that but uh yeah let's get into it so I don't know if you guys (laughs) remember me discussing trying to talk about um summer finales earlier this summer because I was talking about you know I don't know when the finales are supposed to happen. I'm so confused on some of the timing with some of these episodes and all of that. And so what ended up happening is that I remembered that the 100 and also Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. were both having series, their final seasons this summer. So I was like, you know, whatever, we're just going to focus on those two and we're going to split them out because it's generally what I do for a series finale. And... (laughs) 
I don't know. I was so frustrated with the 100 and this is outside of even just anything that happened during the actual show. It was just more so the scheduling of this season. Granted, I am prepared for a weird scheduling during the fall for TV. Even for the summer, there's some weird scheduling because there are some holidays. So generally around like July 4th, we'll usually skip that week. I mean, all that's granted. But I just felt like for this to have been a 16 episode season and it literally spanned the entire summer from beginning of the summer until we're now in fall officially until fall to me just just, just did not make sense. And so I, you guys know, I still have cable because like, duh, I watch a lot of TV and I have pretty much anything that I watch that is a show I record. And so I literally will be going to go watch, pull up the recording for the 100 and it'll be nothing because <laughs> they were on some random break. So I don't know if any of it has to do with like the pandemic because we know TV has been severely altered <laughs> due to the pandemic. And I will get in, I don't want to talk about that in this episode. I want to purely dedicate time to the 100, but I will talk about that in the next episode and kind of allude to kind of what this past month break has been all about. But um, that's not what this episode is about. So if you want to know about that, then stay tuned for the next episode. But um, so I don't know if the pandemic had anything to do with that. Generally, I mean, because the pandemic hit in March and so a lot of things were still in... Um, still in production so they were still filming a lot of these things the 100 thankfully luckily had already been done and wrapped up good to go so there it wasn't impacted as far as like the finale that we got we got everything that we were supposed to get for the 100 unlike some of our spring finales that um not even just our spring finales but yeah spring finales um we didn't get the genuine finale that we were supposed to get. So I don't know if that played um, anything, played a part in to how the scheduling was done and if it were like shows that were supposed to happen during the summer and they pivoted on and decided that we weren't, they weren't gonna be able to show those shows because they didn't have anything to show. And so that maybe contributed to it. Honestly, I don't know, I, but I felt like the CW still had a bunch of new shows, shows I did not watch um, that premiered this summer. So I don't know. The whole scheduling to me was just super frustrating and it made what should have been. And granted, you guys know, I always talk about, oh, I think a season should be shorter. Some of these seasons are too long. We can cut it down. You guys know I love to cut something down to less than 10 episodes. But like, and I've talked about this because when the 100, and this has happened for a lot of CW shows, but when the 100 first premiered, it premiered as a half season show. So it premiered in the spring. It was like, I think it was 10, 10 to 12 episodes. I don't think it was that. I don't think it was more than 10 episodes, honestly, but I think it was like 10, 10 to 12 episodes. It was short, sweet. And you guys know, I was like skeptical about it, but then I got into it and then I was hooked. And then every season after that, they decided to bring it into the fall. And so once you bring it to the fall, then it's like, okay, they're going to add episodes to the season. So the season got longer and longer and longer and longer. And then towards the end of the trajectory of the show, 
they started to push it back into the spring and then eventually it got pushed into the summer. So then therefore it was back to like a shorter format and wasn't a 20 plus episode um, show, which I just don't think that this show needs to be given the content and given the fact that a lot of the seasons could kind of feel familiar. But one of the things that I love, love, I should say loved because it's over, but like it's hard to say loved. One of the things that I love about this show is that just when you're like, okay, wrap it up. I just don't think there's anywhere else you can go. The um, creators and the writers just take it to a completely different level and are able just to reimagine the story to make it fresh and new because it's like oh earth is ending earth is ending it's gonna blow up we have to go back into space you're like oh my gosh I don't want to spend another like because that was like the whole first season like I don't want to be stuck in space with them again because honestly those are not to me <laughs> the fun moments of the show the fun moments are when there are like other parties involved and there can be fighting and stuff and when you're like confined to a spaceship there's only so much you can do I was like, oh no, wait, we're flash forwarding and we're back on Earth. And then it's like, oh wait, no, Earth is blowing up for real, for real. This time we got to get off. And then you're like, okay, you know what, guys? I feel like we're going in circles. I, this is feeling like Groundhog's Day. I don't know what you're trying to prove here. But it's like, oh no, wait a minute. This is like a ton of time in the future. You all been put to sleep. And you now have found all these other worlds that you can now inhabit and create stories from. So I just love that about the 100. Just like, and I love that about any show. If you can make something where it just feels like it is becoming redundant and you're just like, oh my gosh, this is exhausting. I don't understand why we keep telling the same stories over and over again, but like you can make it seem that way. But it's like, no, actually this is a fresh new take on some of the same themes and concepts but it still feels a little bit different I love that I'm all about it so the scheduling thing just really <laughs> I know you guys are like wait we were talking about scheduling yeah if you're new you will you will learn <laughs> you will learn that although it may seem like I'm jumping all around I can still bring it back <laughs> to <laughs> whatever the main point was but um so yeah the scheduling was very irritating and so I made it made the season feel longer than it actually was to the point where I was just like oh my gosh because I thought going into this it was 10 episodes I could have swore I, I read something where it's like 10 episodes or 12 episodes or something like that so when we kept being like in another episode in another episode I was like okay this is seeming a little bit too long but finally we got to it our finale was a two-part finale uh so much happened in it but then so much didn't more so in the second half than the first half um i thought going into this final season we would experience way more deaths than we actually ended up experiencing and i say that because we all know the 100 like i think one of the things and i say this all the time so if you've heard me say this before sorry but i'm gonna sound like a broken record one of the things that i love about this show is that a specifically the first season because the what the first season was like when you first start watching you're like okay i don't know about this this just seems weird there are a lot of weird cheesy teen moments at that time the cw was this really cheesy bubbly type of a network we had like 90210 going on at that time which is very like teeny bubbly 
Gossip Girl, like all that stuff. Well, Gossip Girl just in it, but like this is kind of like the image that the CW had. So for them to have this show that kind of started off where you're like, okay, I don't know about this. And then all of a sudden people just start dying horrifically. <laughs> it was like, it shocked the system. And it was like, okay, that's when you realize this is not your average CW show. And I love that about um, this show is that I just felt like they were always down to push the limits. And even reading some of um, the, cause you know, it's the final season and those, the, the finale. So there's a lot of articles out there with um, Jason Rothenberg talking about just the show overall in this final season and kind of getting to this moment and kind of like, and kind of being like, you know, they were surprised by how much rope <laughs> the CW gave them. I think one of the things he said in one of the articles I wrote was like, they essentially gave them so, so much rope, like they could have hung themselves with it. But um, while the 100 had never been like this mainstream thing, they had a core audience and they attribute a lot of the success of the 100 to like Twitter. I mean, if you think back to like a PLL, a lot of their success was through, was, um, through social media. Twitter was a big thing. You guys know if you're OG, OG, like Twitter was my jam. That was mostly how I discussed any, cause I used to watch everything live. So I was always on Twitter just chatting about every single thing that I was watching. But um, they talk about how that I also because I didn't see them talk about this, but I also think that the deal, the CW Netflix deal where they were putting a lot of the CW shows on the net on on the Netflix on Netflix pretty much not immediately, but pretty quickly after um, the season wrapped up also aided in the 100 getting that loyal fan base because I remember I thought after the first season, the 100 was going to get canceled. I'm just being 100% honest because it just seemed so different from the CW um, viewing, viewer, viewer base or whatever that I was just like, I think this is going to get canceled. But I honestly believe that Netflix helped bring in a lot of those viewers outside of like a Twitter and all that. I honestly believe Netflix helped bring in a lot of viewers and they still do that today with a lot of the other CW shows that I watch, like All American. I, if you go back to All American, you know, I said I was going to watch All American, never did, and then end up binging it all on Netflix. So I think Netflix definitely helped The 100 um, get some legs, but also The 100 had a lot of controversy um, because they're their fan base is so loyal and specific and so invested in all of these characters, um, like journeys throughout. It's also had a lot of conflict. I will never forget. And just, this is just me and kind of like my, um, unconscious like part in it. Cause I'm not even, and I think I even talked about this when it all happened, when Alexa died and her, all of the controversy surrounding her death and um, a lot of people felt that the way her death just, I can't remember what the term is called, but they felt like her death was one, not necessary, not necessary because, you know, Alexa and Clark, they had their relationship. It was kind of like this um, support from an LGBTQ perspective. And so everyone loved that relationship. And then all of a sudden it was like, she died. And then there's a trope around when you like kill off the LGBT character in a show. I can't remember what it's called. If you know, you're probably screaming it, screaming it at me 
in your head or out loud, <laughs> but essentially that's what they were accused of doing. So it was a lot of controversy over that. A lot of people stopped watching because of that. I was not one of those people. I, um, I honestly didn't know that it was a thing. And to me, my view on it and I, and if you really want to hear, cause I don't, I would have to go back to even hear what my initial view on it was, but my view on it was that essentially at that point in time, cause I feel like they kind of cooled it on like brutally killing people who we actually like on the show. But, um, my view at the time was like a lot of people who we actually are main characters have just been straight up getting killed. So it did, just did not surprise me that, um, that's how she died. But I guess when you like kind of look at it from that perspective, then you can see, um, that argument. So there's been controversy around 100. And if you're listening to this, that means you've stuck through all of it. And so let's get into it. We've lost a lot of real ones along the way. Not going to lie. We've lost a lot of real ones. That's why I was like going into this final season. I'm assuming we're going to lose at least a third <laughs> of our main cast. Because our main cast is still pretty big because we're focusing on so many, like we've literally watched them grow i'm doing air quotes um, on the screen because it's just been so much time since when they first were sent down to earth to now where we are in this like intergalactic fight for humanity <laughs> let's get to this season this season was just so random like when you get to the end of it and you see how it wrapped up and then you read the articles with Jason Rothenberg and you kind of see his insight into how they wanted to wrap the season. It's like, okay, that makes sense, I guess. But going into the season, and you guys know, I love anything about a cult. That's like one of my favorite storylines in the show is things about cult because I just, one, cults in real life fascin fascinate me. So I do watch a lot of um, documentaries on cults and things like that. <laughs> But um, shout out The Vow on HBO Max. If you know, you know. But um, I was just like, <laughs> there's cult. And then there's just like, okay, I don't even know. Because it's kind of hard. And we kind of had that introduction of a cult earlier in this series with the, I can't remember what their name was, but the people that they found on Earth who lived in like the big, the big house tunnel, not house, but like castle it wasn't really a castle. I don't even know how to explain it, but they were all up in there. They would not go out. They couldn't go outside because they would die. And then Clark ended up like blowing up that whole, pretty much wiping out that whole, um, what are they, colony? I don't know. I feel like I'm going back in time, like pulling old terms that I'm like, I don't even know what to call them. But wiping out that whole, that whole people. <laughs> that might not make sense, but that's what we're going to use. And that was kind of like the only cult kind of essence that we kind of had in the 100. And so then to come all the way back and I thought it was great how we kind of tied in because we always had this whole thing where it was like, how did we get to where we are today? And I feel like every season we kind of peeled a layer back. Also, I realized I called Lexa Alexa, <laughs> but it's Lexa. Also hoping my Alexa doesn't start talking. <laughs> there she goes. Okay, but, um, and so by the time he is reunited with his people who have made it to, um, S not Sanctum, oh my gosh, who has made it to, I literally is 
is leaving me. We're just going to say Catechist Planet. <laughs> when they made it, when they make it there to try to save their people. Well, not, well, to save their people, but they also were forced there because they, the disciples went to get Clark because they believe she had the key. Because they believe she still had the mind drive. But she did not. They didn't know that. And so... She was lying saying she did, but then when Bellamy shows up, he tells him the truth and then it triggers all of the events that follow. And so he's just heavily into the game, like believing all these teachings, like you can't tell him, you can't convince him. Cause I mean, if you look at it from his perspective and everything that he went through and then finally, when he finally gave in, believed, it was like, oh, we found ourselves out of, off of that planet. <laughs> then it's like, okay, I can understand why your conviction is so strong. But like when you look at it from someone else's point of view, or I, this is where I correlate to a cult. When you look at it from someone outside of a cult and all they hear is just gibberish, um, craziness that's being spoken. They don't believe it. They think you're crazy. Then it's hard to convince them otherwise because they're always, they're already coming in with this bias. And so, um, cause you guys watched, I don't want to like recap everything. Like we're here just to discuss as a discussion, but, um, so then we get to the point where they realize Maddie still has some memories that are in her, that's in her head, even though she does not have the mind drive and she's been drawing things. And so he gets hold of her picture book. He's going to give it to Kat again when, um, Clark has him in hostage and is taking him back to his planet and she ends up killing Bellamy, which was so sad because it was like, it was so sad, but it was also so quick. And I can understand why people may not have enjoyed that scene because it just seemed like we barely saw Bellamy at all. Then we, when we saw him, he shows up and he's crazy, like to you as a viewer and to his friends slash family because at this point they're a family and then it's like he's dead just like that and even like the whole zoom in on him <laughs> after he shot I was just like this is what it was just so random and so I don't know for for the role that Bellamy has played I could see how you could be like it should have been a bigger moment it should have been it should have been more depth to it but I think there was depth there because the person who ends up killing him is Clark and there's so much history between them like going back to the very beginning and how they initially started on opposite sides the power struggle all of that and then just seeing that journey all the way up until before this season where there's always been like that push and pull kind of a thing there's like a romantic kind of thing where people are trying to push them together happening for a moment and then it was like this whole family thing and just always like you were always like Bellamy and Clark, Bellamy and Clark, Bellamy and Clark. So for her to be the one to kill him and to see that devastation and that realization of like what she had to do to protect her daughter, because essentially like Maddie is her daughter, like it also raise up, raises another point of view because it's like you, we would do anything for if you're a mother or a father, you do anything for your child. I'm saying we, but I'm like, oh, let me rephrase that because I don't even have kids. <laughs> you would do anything for your child. And so in that moment, like the most important thing to her is her child. And at that moment, you are threatening her child's life, which eventually killing Bellamy doesn't really stop anything because 
everything still happens um, that they were trying to prevent as far as like Maddie is concerned. So I think that was like one of the major deaths. I'm not surprised Bellamy died. Um, just thinking like real world, um, like the actors in themselves and kind of like, I'm sure they had discussions and I mean, I don't know, this is just me speculating, so don't take my word for this, but like watching a lot of the, um, videos from a lot of like the conventions that they did, uh, following the previous season on with Bob Morley, it just seemed like he may have been like, you know, I think I've gotten my feel of the 100. That's just kind of what I was getting from it. So I was not surprised that Bellamy was in here so little. And I was not surprised that he died. How much of that was determined prior? I don't know. I do know based on like when the articles I read that Jason Rothenberg, they never knew if they were going to get seven seasons. They were just trying to fight to get the next season, especially after the first season. And so when they finally realized like things were stabilizing and it seemed like they were in a good place, then they went to the network and pitched having season seven be the final season. And then they didn't even know how it was going to end. But until towards the end after season five, and then that's when they started kind of constructing what the ending would look like. And I think for the ending, it kind of like ties everything in because we have spent seven seasons of just seeing these, they're not kids anymore, but it's like hard not to call them kids because that's how they started out. We still have a lot of people from that main group who are still here, but it's just to see these kids fight every single season, every single season, there's a war, every single, single season, there's so much death. And then just to kind of see how everything wraps up where like how it ends with it just being them, they can't procreate. So there will never be anyone else, but just them when they die, they die. It was like such a full circle moment to me. Um, so I got it, but <laughs> I know there will be people out there who feel other otherwise. The other thing that I want to talk about, because I feel like there's just so, I can sit here and I could talk for hours and hours and hours, literally about the 100, because I just feel like there's so much to unpack. But I don't, you guys know, I try to not make my episodes so long. So the other thing that I want to talk about was Shade Hata. We knew, and if you didn't, I mean, okay, maybe, I don't know. But like that whole scene in the last season when they were trying to get Shade Hata out of Maddie's head and he ended up going into the, like, what is it? The technology, like, I don't know what to call it, into the computer space. <laughs> then we knew at that moment he was coming back at some time. And then we get to Sanctum and we find out about these mind drives and I'm just like, oh my gosh. So the fact that he came back and he played such a big um, role in his final season, one, was frustrating. Two, I was just like, if someone just does not, I wanted him to be killed immediately. He was such a frustrating character. He was so irritating and they have him as like the super, and I guess because like in the, when we are originally shown Shade Hata is as he was and what he was known as, but now we have these mind drives. So like he can essentially become anyone. And so he essentially became, went into the body of the person who actually used to um, be in charge of Sanctum. And so I think I was just already over that character. So I was glad when he died, but then we have Shade Hata show up in his body. And then I was just like, <sighs> It was so frustrating. He was a frustrating character. 
and he essentially and I don't I don't want to use that term but he was just like the the horrible the horribleness you guys know I make it worse all of the horrible things that he did he did when he was alive like he none of it has changed and so for him to come back and to still try to do those horrible things still want to he like mass murdered a ton of people literally in 10 seconds so I don't know he was just a frustrating character and then even his whole role in the last episode when they like they let him go because they need a distraction but then he ends up when they're at the last war and they're trying to be like you know we shouldn't be fighting all this other stuff and then he just starts shooting at people I, I thought that was very like gamey type of a um because he just it just looked like he was like salivating at the mouth and I was just like it just seemed so comical to me I don't know so that whole thing was frustrating I just did not I was not here for Jay Tata so the fact that um Indra thank god for her was the one who finally took him out with the biggest gun ever I was like thank god finally why could we have not done this like <laughs> 10 episodes earlier <laughs> like even when he got um stabbed and he was bleeding out they were like you're not going to survive I was like okay finally he's gonna die but it's like no he's still here <sighs> he was so frustrating he was so frustrating but um I had so many characters to talk about I literally had to write out everyone's names um just to be like who's all still here we had Clark Octavia, Raven, Echo, Murphy, Maury, Miller, Jackson, Jordan, Indra, Gaia, Hope, Nyla, Levitt, Maddie, like so many people <laughs> that is just, that's why I said I could sit here for hours and just dissect the 100 because it's just so much to get into, um, so many nuances to get into, like the whole, uh, don't even get me started on Murphy because you guys know where we started, I think some of the strongest character development we can talk about that we can talk about that because we have time some of the strongest character development i believe one of those characters was murphy murphy was a self-centered evil little bastard of a person <laughs> we were first introduced to him and he is that way for a very long time like for a few seasons and then we finally start to see him develop a conscious he becomes likable especially after he gets with Imori and we are like rooting for Murphy not to die whereas for so many seasons we wanted him <laughs> to die because he was quick to throw them under the bus to save his own tail which is why he's lasted so long but just to see that development over these many seasons and even this last season I think he had he still grew so much because you just saw him being compassionate and willing to sacrifice himself for other people and that's something we never saw him do before and then as we even got into this final season rarely saw him do but he did it over and over and over again for the people of sanctum so great to see and then even that whole the whole scene between him and amori when amori um ends up dying after the explosion and she gets impelled with like a steel pole or whatever that whole thing was just like oh. I was like before I even started this last episode I was like okay Eva we're not gonna cry in this but that one that one got me teary-eyed I was a little misty-eyed I was like to think 
the moment that it was two moments the one of the moments that i get misty eyed because i didn't cry but the one of the moments i get misty eyed is a murphy moment it's just like mind-boggling when you think of where we started off with that character another character i think who's had really great um character development i say this every single season just based on where we first started with her and where we are today is Octavia. I will say that until the wheels fall off, Octavia's character development was just one of the strongest um, character developments throughout this entire series. Probably one of the best. I would put her and Murphy as like top two best character development throughout the entire ser series. Um, just because she started off like this airheady type of a teenage girl was very much on the CW brand when we we're first introduced to her and then she grew into this warrior kick ass take no prisoners like even that that was kind of the middle but even now even evolving more and I think the time that she spent um stuck with Hope and with oh my gosh I can't remember Hope's mom but stuck with them that I think helped develop her into like more of a compassionate thoughtful warrior kind of who we what we would expect um I not Octavia, expect, expect Clark to become. But Clark has always, I think, been problematic. Um, and so we want to talk about the reverse of who I don't think, who I don't think has had the strongest character development. I would say Clark, because Clark has always been sacrificed herself for other people, sacrificed herself for other people to the point where it kind of got irritated. And I've talked about this in previous um, seasons, where it's just like, okay, Clark girl, at what point are we going to be like, okay, um, we need to do something different and to the point even then you introduce Maddie in it and then there's this other this new layer of kind of selfishness because now it's just like now all, all I worry about is Maddie whereas you see the difference between like and Octavia and Hope even though that's a different relationship because it's not like a mother daughter it's more like an aunt niece type of a relationship but like even that dynamic is different when you look at it from that lens. So I don't think Clark has, even when we get to the end and like, granted, what Cadigan did to Maddie, horrible. I probably would have done the same thing. But even in the end, like she almost gets the entire human race wiped out because she is so self-focused on like getting her own personal revenge. And that's kind of been like the trope for her, I feel like for the last couple of seasons. So it's been interesting to watch. Another person I want to talk about, because um, you guys know I'm trying not to make this so long, but there's so much to talk about. The other person who, as far as like character growth and development that I think has been incredible, definitely Raven. Raven has always, she was always like a strong person, but even when you go back and you think about it, because like, if you remember, Raven and Bellamy had a moment Earlier on, earlier on in the series, I believe that was season one, where you kind of think about it, you're like, oh, gross, that actually did happen. And just to see kind of where she is today. And even, like, she's had personal struggles um, throughout. Like, she's been injured. Um, we saw her relationship between her and Abby and kind of how that affected her. And it was even good to have, like, a full circle moment where um, her, the person she was talking to was Abby when she was talking, trying to save the whole human race. Um, and then even, like, her struggles with... The guy who ended up dying when they needed to repair wherever that was that has to do with I think carbon something toxic that I can't even think of but like can kill you <laughs> radiation <laughs> um that whole thing and like her struggles there so I also think Raven has had great character development 
I also, now that I'm looking at all these, I'm like, oh, it's just so much. I also want to say, like, I feel like Jackson and Murphy, they've always been there, but they've always kind of been in the background. I did like seeing a little bit more of them. I wish there was, we could have gotten even more, but I did enjoy seeing that the moment that they got to have in this final season when they were finally like back together and um, Miller was like, no, I'm not leaving you again. Like whatever's going to happen is going to happen with us together. And then they had that whole dancing moment while um, Murphy and Amori were having their dancing moment. I was just like, oh, this whole thing is just like so cute. But yeah, and then Jordan, who actually ended up coming in clutch, which well, let's talk about this. So the whole what's supposed to happen with the end of the world thing, Cadigan's like, there's the last war. Jordan's like, he decides it. He's like, no, it's a test. So they're like, who do we believe? Who do we believe? And then Cadigan gets up there and he finds out that it is a test. But technically, I think they both were right because while it was a test, the test was essentially the last war as in were they actually going to wipe out each other or were they going to put down their weapons and not fight so essentially there was a last war that was triggered with by them entering this key but it was a test so everyone was essentially right but um yeah so many like undertones of that whole thing when they all started sending and it just started making me think of like some of the teachings in the Bible and about like the last days and when Jesus comes back and then like those who get left behind and those who um who get taken or swept away in the rapture. I was like, there are so many, like that's what I'm feeling here. Although they left, but then they left behind these like glowy tree things, which didn't make sense to me, which was like, okay, I guess. But then Clark ended up not going. And that was the other thing that got me kind of misty. Cause it was like, you see her talking to Maddie, Maddie doesn't want to leave her, but she's like, no, you need to go. I'll be okay. Cause she knows she's not going. And I was like, oh, that's kind of sad. And I was like, you see her traveling to the different planets and you see she is by herself. Then she finds a dog and you're like, oh yeah, at least she has a dog. But I was like, in my head, I would want to be the last person left in the universe. And so then to see that whole moment where um, she finds out that Ascension is a choice and her friends decided to come back. Maddie, she decided not to because she knew that Clark wouldn't want, because like she's young, so she would be the only one. And then once everyone else died, then she would be by herself and she knew Clark didn't want that for her. And so um, everyone else came back because technically Amori wasn't dead she was still in the mind drive so she therefore she got to ascend um Levitt um who was dying Echo who was dying they weren't they were dying so they weren't dead so they got to ascend so all of them ended up coming back my dog is like literally choking I don't even know what's going on but um so if you hear that, that's what it is. He's okay. He's just old. Um, so um, Octavia comes back. Raven, Echo, Murphy, Amori, Miller, Jackson, Jordan, Indra, Gaia, Hope, uh, Nyla, and Levitt. So like it's a core crew. She tells them that although attention is a choice, they can decide to come back. But because they decided to come back, they will never be able to procreate. So it will just be them. And when they die, they die. And I thought that that was like just a fitting it was a fitting ending because you got to see like them, them reconnect with um, Clark and Clark realized she wasn't going to spend the rest of her life alone. And I was like, oh my God, this is just such a great moment. So I don't know. It was just so cute. And just to see how happy everyone was and based on like where we were right before that, where it was just like 
so much fighting, so many tears, death, all this stuff, all these things that have happened on the, over the past seven seasons and to know that they just get to in spend the rest of their lives not fighting and with the ones that they love. I was like, ah, that's just such a little wrap up on this whole moment here. But yeah, I told you guys, I can go on and on and on and on because I feel like there's still some other things that we need to get into. Like I didn't even talk about the whole Maddie situation and what Cadigan did to her. I was so pissed when we got to that moment and then that whole moment, oh my gosh, I literally was like, you guys are trying to make me cry um, in the part one of this where um, Clark and Octavia are about to kill Maddie to put her out of like, essentially, she would essentially not be able to have a life. She, she couldn't even move or close her eyes. It was just like, so frustrating. So that whole moment was definitely heartbreaking, but I was happy and glad that they didn't have to kill her and that she got to sin. So that was a great um, wrap up moment for that. Uh, what else did we not talk about? That's a lot we didn't talk about. Indra, Indra's just always been badass. I'm glad she made it to the end. Also glad that Gaia, who we, um, who's always been there, it's always been like this guide, um, and kind of got to see Indra and Gaia um, connect on a different level because they've always kind of struggled with their relationship and their beliefs. Um, and so, yeah, there's all of that. Um, Levitt, who just like came out of nowhere <laughs> as someone for Octavia. I mean, we can, we can take that so many ways, but just glad that she got to have someone. But yeah, it was just, it was, it was an interesting ride. It was, I think, a very full circle moment as far as how everything wrapped up. Um, and I honestly can't say that I was disappointed with how things died. I don't think anything happened that was unexpected, but yeah, that's the 107 seasons, 100 episodes. It's been a long journey, but that is literally how <laughs> we leave things. I know there are probably so many other things that you're like, why did you not talk about this? And why didn't you not talk about that? But yeah, if you wanna talk about it, we can still continue this discussion offline. Um, you can tweet me, you can <laughs> leave me a comment on Instagram, all that other stuff, let me know what you thought about this final season of the 100 or the 100 as a whole, I will try to go and dig up some past episodes of me discussing the 100 if you are interested and I will have them linked in the um, blog post. I might put them in the in the actual like podcast show notes too if you wanna go back and listen to that. But yeah, I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Well, folks, that's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at Currently Binging on Instagram and at Current Binge on Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and I'll talk to you in the next one.